so here's a new thing with me. Um, so I have gotten back on Tinder mm-hmm. because I'm trying to like find, you know, the one. Yeah, more or less. Like I, I would like try and like not be real about that, but it's like, uh-huh. and like more than the one, you know, it's just like the way I define it, like you know, my primary partner, yes. right? It's like I fucking love Adrian and like want to keep dating Adrian as long as I can, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like they're engaged. I'm, I can't marry them. They have three cats. It would be really hard for me to live with them at yeah. any point in time, right? Much less like have to negotiate how I'm going to live with Adrian and Jess and our dy- like. That's a whole right. different world, right? And so I've kind of reached this point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to see like where's my Jess, so to speak, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to find that type of person for me. And so I got on Tinder and like you know went on that date on acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it ended up being amazing. It was with this trans girl named Alexis and she's like the first oh, person. Names? Yeah. She, I asked her about nice. it. I was like, I was like, Hey, so how do you feel about me talking about you on the podcast? And like, what is and isn't okay to talk about? And she was like, you can talk about whatever. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, do you want like a pseudonym? And she was like, no, I mean, I was like, what, really? I was like, it's kind of hot that you're like, I don't give a shit. I was like, okay, fine. So, yeah, Alexis and, you know, a super hot trans girl. And it's just kind of been wild for me because, like, in my head, I was, like, going to go on Tinder to look for things as a way to distract myself so I could stumble into a real relationship (laughs) elsewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like any time I found a great relationship, I haven't been looking for it when I stumbled into it. Yeah. And so in my mind, if I just went through the motions of dating on Tinder, I could trick the universe into having me stumble into it somewhere (laughs) else. But so I I wasn't (laughs) expecting that acid date to be really great at all, right? Yeah. And it was like, I was so not looking at it that the universe was like, guess mm-hmm. what, motherfucker? Here You're stumbling is, into it now. Uh-huh. I was like, fuck. Oh, the universe. You got me it again. Get, it always gets you. Yeah. So, like, we had a one an amazing night that night, right? Um, and so, since then, we've, like, hung out a couple more times. And then, like, just last night, like, went on, like, an, another, like, date date uh, to Justine's. It was just amazing i'm so, so great yeah <laughs> i had the lamb mm. yeah that's so funny like i've probably long like i watched myself go from you know being somewhat jealous of like other comedians opportunities sometimes to you know a couple years ago really like letting go of all of that and i realized like i'm way more jealous of this food things than any like give <laughs> <laughs> a fuck you open for i want to eat it just yeah Dude, it was so food. good This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all.
Uh, so I'm dating. I guess I can say I'm dating this girl. I don't know if I'm dating. Well, you're this, going on. We're dates going on dates. With... I am like, can, yeah, dating this girl, uh, and it's fucking wild to me because it's really this is the side of the poly thing I've never mm-hmm. thought about doing seriously, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. I always was very comfortable being like a person within somebody else's relationship, mm-hmm. right, so to speak. But I've never like managed two separate relationships on a schedule. That's cool. Like my own and the one I'm currently, like, you know, mm-hmm. and like the one I have uh, with Adrian. Mm-hmm. And it, it's wild. Um, it's not. Alexis, it's not been a thing yet. It's just like yeah. It's just I'm, it, I'm just getting ready for like okay like. I'm fixing like have to get into like scheduling mode 2.0, just like fucking beast mode this Google Calendar and like really be on my shit. So I'm, but I'm excited about it because it's like I don't know, you know, I'm very like quote homosexual in the most like traditional sense of like I love that sameness, right? Mm -hmm. And we are about the same height, like we're about the same like build, like we just have like similar bodies and like it feels so fucking good, right? Just to be with her. And mm-hmm. like, I get that like, yeah, homoerotic kick from that. Yeah. Which is interesting because it's like with Adrian, I get a queer kick, sure. you know? And it's like a different buzz in a weird way. Right. Sure. It's like, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it's like on this like weird, you know, six dimensional Kinsey scale yeah. we now exist on of like mm-hmm. just not only sexuality, but gender, so to speak, like what matches up with what, what you're being gay about, what you're being yeah, straight about. It's like, yeah. I couldn't give you like Hetero the coordinates of where it exists on some sort of scale, yeah. but it's just like my queer buzz is different than my homoerotic buzz. Totally. Right. And it's like fully homoerotic. Yeah. It's so interesting to like experience. I don't know. It's what I like. It's tight. Bi and poly. It's, so it's the life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really the best. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't know how much she, like she said I could talk about shit. But well, like, has she some... ever dated someone who uh, was? Have she done polyamory stuff before? No. So yeah, this relationship is a lot of news for her in general. Yeah, like, <laughs> and by in general, I mean everything. Uh-huh. So she's never. I found out the first time we were kind of like together and like fooling around that she's she'd never spent more than like five minutes with a dick before she was with me Uh and so like we had to have this like very like not a conversation but i just had to be like hey you're not going to disappoint or upset me i'm not going to like leave because you like quote don't know what you're doing with a dick like yeah it's totally fine like you don't have to do anything with my dick you just do what you want to do and like if you feel like you want to do something fine, like you're not going to upset me for doing something wrong or whatever. Right. Yeah. Quote wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No wrong answers. Yeah. It's just like, and it's Get like, in there. yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, so. I have no objective. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm not try- like, yeah. I don't have a goal. I'm just enjoying like being here with you. Right. And so she spent some time with my dick though. And was <laughs> fucking great at it. <laughs> She's spent a lot of time with my dick since then. And it's been just like, just chef's kisses. <laughs> like, like you are a natural. <laughs> you got me. You got this. Well, um, it's just like all these like dude comics have those jokes about how they're not gay, but if they were, they know they'd be so good at giving blowjobs, you know? So I don't think little, they would be. Right. But it's, it's, it's like, like you, don't, you can't be with that kind of arrogance. Like being yeah. a good dick sucker takes like a, a humbleness to Although it. I'd right? love to see them try. A humility. <laughs> 
Yeah, anyway. I'd love to see a lot of them try. Yeah, that seems fun. Let's but, do that as a comedy show. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, Straight men sucking gay men's dicks. I know. Or okay. trans girls' dicks. Just dicks in general. Dicks. You'd spin a wheel. The, yeah, right, but yeah, what combo <laughs> you just put people's names race on and it. gender yeah. and sex and whatever. <laughs> so. If I ever get an HBO show, <laughs> game shows like that. Yeah. Wario version of Ellen, indeed. <laughs> But it's been interesting, like, being that, like, introduction to that gayness, that, like, very kind of, like, in the weird traditional sense, like, that gayness. Like, Well, she skipped being, like, you were a gay dude at one point. She skipped that and went straight. Well, didn't skip it. It's not, like, a step in the process. I mean, but from your experience. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing is I... As opposed to your experience. That's the thing that... She started gayness as a woman. Like, that's kind of wild. Yeah, and I've realized this recently. I used to think, like, myself, a lot of, like, trans women were gay dudes that, like, was stopped there because they didn't know what being trans was. Uh I didn't realize that, like, like I did. I was like, well, this is just obviously what all these feelings mean. But clearly not, right? Uh But, yeah, a lot of trans girls are just, like, ex-straight boys. Yeah. And it's just, that's such a wild jump for me to like, like think about like, how do you make that? I don't, I don't know. it. Like I spent so much time already thinking of myself as like gay and queer and like different like weirdnesses, right? That to think I'm just like a straight dude. And then one day I'm just going to decide to transition to be a woman. That's fucking <laughs> well, really, nuts to me. Right. She really is like one of those, like what I would have perceived as a dude coming up to me saying, you know, yeah, well I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. And then she's, she really, you know, some of those people, yeah. I mean, most of the people who said that I feel like we're kind of bro douches and probably aren't women. Um, but <laughs> it is funny to think about. Yeah. And so, yeah, she transitioned, right? Yeah. And like was into women and only into women. And then like slowly was like, well, maybe I'm kind of into guys too. And oh, no, like tried dating a couple guys. Well, yeah. I mean, transition can like awaken yeah, yeah. those things or like open you up to those things, yeah. right? I'm just being like, maybe I am into this thing. I mm-hmm. should try out and see what, what I like, right? Mm-hmm. But then when we were together, she was just like, like I could see her have this moment that I had when I first started hooking up with trans girls. Once I was also far enough into transition that I really felt and was owning my own transness. Uh This like aha moment of like, I'm they're hot. I'm hot. Hmm. Oh my God. We're both so hot to get like, like you can see your own attractiveness, right? Like that happened with Jess. Like Jess helped me like see myself as like more attractive because I was so into like her body. Right. Yeah. And like unlocked like this, like, block in my brain and i saw that happen with her in a weird way yeah. right and then like since then it's just been like an exploration of that where she's just like oh fuck like i can love myself more than i used to yeah not just that but it's just like this feels right like you know it's like hmm. oh being with this kind of same thing feel has like a has a rightness to it you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like Mm, I, I get that. Is just so right. <laughs> I mean, there's like other dimensions to it, right? It's like, not as if she had this revelation. She's like, this is all I'm doing. That's it. You know, it's like yeah. clearly these other elements of her, I'm sure are still there, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. I definitely remember having that like aha moment and like getting to watch it happen and like to be that person with somebody else uh-huh. and to like be like not a shit person to like have that happen around has been yeah. like, 
I don't know, it's been such a nice, like, fun, like, wonderful experience. It's been stressful as shit in a weird way. Not, like, actually stressful, but just, like, I'm very conscious of, like, I can't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be that person while, as you're having all these firsts, like, fuck up your, like, whole, like, mental landscape. Mm-hmm. Because I decided one day, I don't know, I'm going to give you bad advice or something happens like that. Like as you're going through one of these first or, and you know, yeah. and I know it's not my responsibility to guide her through this, but it's still like, if I'm the person there as it's happening, I got to fucking, I got to be on my good person game, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, but it's been good. It's been fun. She's so fucking hot. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so, it's so much fun. Uh, it's like, it's moments like this where I look at my life. I'm like, how, how the fuck did I end up like falling in love with Adrian and like having this like amazing, like fucking sexy, like beautiful relationship with them. And then like having like Jess as like my metamor and then like lucking out that like this, the first person I like decide to like go on a date with on Tinder on acid <laughs> turns out to also be like a fucking amazing person. They're super hot. And I'm just like very into, and it's, and they're like smart and they're not a fucking idiot, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's just wild. Like how did I get to be this, like this lucky? Yeah. It's like wild. It's like, I, yeah, I have so much, uh, gratitude. so much, so much gratitude for it, for all the love, man. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> wild, right? I love it. Like everybody's in love this year. <laughs> Yeah, which means you know we'll all either keep all, being in ooh, love or we're all heading for heartbreak. Cold winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a cold winter for some of us. It'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Fuck. So she's uh, cried a lot. oh hell yeah (laughs) which like i fucking get you know Mm, there's because she's about a year into hormones right Uh maybe a little over a year um and i remember that first year where it's just like especially when you're having all these intense like kind of firsts like the first time you like really feel your body and come mm-hmm. yeah i like i remember telling you i've been casually crying after like masturbating right mm-hmm. just alone and so like <clears throat> you know she like always happy or like just like realization tears right never like a sad or like intense like i'm a terrible person cry or anything like that but like yeah like I, after i blew her once had like that moment and then like uh, a few other times like has like cried about things but uh one time the funniest time at least for me and then it was not funny when she started crying so like oh i'm so sorry but like i found out that she doesn't own pajama pants or any sort of comfy pant and mm-hmm. i had no familiarity with the concept <laughs> of a comfy pant and i was just like because, like, we, I was at her house the other night, and, like, we were watching TV, and I went and used the bathroom, and I came out, and I was like, hey, do you have any, like, comfy pants we can put on? Because we were just in, like, <laughs> the day's, like, work clothes and jeans, right? And I want to lay in comfy pants on the couch and watch TV. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean by comfy pants? And I was like, oh, haha, you're so funny. Because it's it's in endearingly frustrating that I cannot read her sarcasm. Yeah. it's She's one of those people that, like, I can never tell she's being serious or not. So she... Uh-huh 
teases with me, teases yeah. me with it sometimes. And so I thought she was just fucking with me. I was like, oh, you're so funny. You don't know how, what comfy pants are. But for real, do you have like some fucking pajama pants we can put on? She's like, I don't own pajama pants. I was like, what do you mean you don't own pajama pants? She's like, I don't own any sort of pajama pants. Like, you don't have a fucking pair of sweatpants somewhere you can go grab? She's like, no. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, do? what do you wear for comfy pants? She's like, I don't wear comfy pants. I was like, well, then what do you wear when you're not wearing normal clothes? She's like, nothing. I was like, so you're telling me you're either naked or in normal clothes all the time? She's like, yes. <laughs> I, how? What about when you get cold? No, that doesn't happen. She's in jeans. I think she puts on, wakes up, puts on clothes, goes through her day, comes home, stays in clothes until she goes to bed and takes the clothes off and oh, goes to bed. She's not lounging. Or if she about, is. She's lounging about in her clothes. Yeah. Oh, which I was just like, yeah, I was like, are you a fucking uh, serial killer? What's going on? Like, <laughs> you don't know, like, you don't have like a pair of pants that are comfy that you just sit on the couch on when you don't have anything to do that day or anywhere yeah. to go. No, it's like you telling me you put maybe, on. Maybe a lot of people live that you're way. You telling me you put on fucking jeans in the morning to go sit on the couch? Like, yeah, what? what? So mm. I gave her two pairs of comfy pants. I t- I said all this to her more or less, and that ended in tears. So I was like, okay, oh, we have to be. She didn't. Oh well, now she knows about comfy pants. I know. Aww. I gave her two pairs of comfy pants. She Good. was all about them. It's like you know, but, I was just, but see that that was an example in my head though of like, oh yeah, I mean this not to just generalize all straight boys, but I was like you were just a straight boy that's like now a woman, right? And you've never like had like the comfy pant like time talk. You've never yeah. had like the like gay moments. Of, I guess like, I didn't realize that like men didn't know about. Comfy I think pants. a lot do, but I think also a lot don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I am thinking now some of my guy friends just like, yeah, putting on jeans and yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just like jeans are like basketball shorts, which basketball do not shorts. count as comfy pants. No. They're comfortable things to wear, but like comfy it's pants is ideal. a specific kind of like yeah. pant. Yeah. <laughs> like it because she was like i have like leggings have like some pairs. yoga pants i was like those are comfy and they're pants but they're not really no, comfy pants no <laughs> like i get like putting on yoga pants and laying around on the couch all day but like comfy pants have like a softness mm-hmm. and like a you're, you're comfy not, pants. yeah they're not <laughs> hugging yet so that was an interesting thing and it's i don't know just fun to Shepherd fun to watch someone. and learn a new person again mm-hmm. you know that's kind of addicting learning people mm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've been that learning stuff, Adrian yeah. for so long and Jess to an extent, but like mm-hmm. really learning who Adrian is. And it's just, we're, we're so, we're deep into it and it feels great. And it's, it's like this rich, you know, continual unveiling of like a person. And then going through this new dating process with Alexis, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot all the early stages of like getting to figure out what your fucking little idiosyncratic like tendencies are. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting to get to do both of those at once. I haven't got mm-hmm. to do that yet. Yeah. I get to, I only like, I think Adrian got to do that with me. She got to have that re- dip, deep richness and exploration of life and getting to know one another with Jess and then the newness with me. That's now like moving into that deeper sense. Right. And now I'm getting to have that deeper, like unveiling, continue unveiling. At the same time, I have this like new fun brightness, right? It's just, yeah, it's f- so fucking cool. Living the dream. Weird mix of worlds.
add like a sassy, indignant, but I think righteous moment. Um, of course, I think it's righteous. That's what righteousness is. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> at work the other day, or I guess justifiably righteous mm-hmm. moment at work. So like last Friday, my company decided to like start handing out like all all these pride stickers and they had pride cupcakes and like it was it was very last minute the way it was planned that was obvious there were like cheap pride flags at the front that everybody could take and they'd hung up a couple of like rainbow flags but it was like clear that they'd gone to like a dollar store or like just amazon prime in there like they were fucking creased everywhere it wasn't like they were like cheap like rainbow like racing flags those triangle racing flags they Uh hung some of those and i was just like nothing is more insulting to gay people than bad interior decorating what the fuck are you doing like it's so goddamn tacky like i'm insulted by that that you think that this is a good effort just a word to anybody out there doing any sort of event nothing is more insulting to a group of people any group of people than half-assing a celebration (laughs) and and like like cheap no decorations is better than cheap decorations like fucking do your job well or don't do it at all so (laughs) they, they put those fucking dumbass things up early on in the month right like I would say around like the 10th or the 12th. It was not up like the first or anything. You know, it took a minute to realize like, oh, fuck, maybe we should do something. And then it took all the way to the end of the month for them to like do like a day or something. Mm -hmm. And the day wasn't a day. It was literally just pride cupcakes. (laughs) And like all of a sudden it was like, here, take a a rainbow heart sticker. Everybody, take a rainbow heart sticker. Oh, there are flags up front. You want to go get the rainbow flags that we bought for everybody up front? Oh, God. And then they like, and I was like, this is so fucking insulting. (laughs) This isn't just giving everybody rainbow shit isn't celebrating pride. This is like the further, you can't show how much you're not getting it any better than just showing you a video of your fucking self right now. Like, can you not point out what's wrong here? And so, and then uh, they like decide like, let's, ta- let's all, are over. Let's anyway. all take a team picture. Like, let's all take a team picture with our pride stuff. Cause we're celebrating uh, pride. And like, they like, I was like, I'm not taking that picture. <laughs> and so like I, I and uh, some other people just like, were like, no, nah, not doing it. Like stayed sitting down. It was like, 10 out of like the 50 or 60 people <laughs> just like no not doing it and then they like tried to arrange everybody's shirts in like a rainbow color oh, right that's cute. and uh they took this picture also like almost all these people are straight by the yeah, way like, of course very few all queer the gay ones. queer drives yeah. stay out. <laughs> <laughs> and so like as as they were all walking away this like manager lady uh we can call her fifi mm-hmm. uh she was just like She's like, oh, I just wanted to thank everybody for s- that was say- sitting down for not participating in any way. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you're welcome. And like, she didn't hear me. So I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, fuck that like yeah. snide ass like comment. So you don't think I might be a conscientious objector, you know? Yeah. So I was like, cause she's like a manager of like another team. Like she definitely is like above me. And so like, I yeah. wrote her a message. Oh, you did? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I was shit. like, I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck that. That pissed me off so much. That was just, so I was like, yeah. I was like, Hey Fifi, as you were walking away from our section, I heard you say, for those of you that stayed sitting down, thank you for not participating in any way. I just wanted to say, you're welcome. 
I also wanted to say just because I slash we didn't pose for a kishy picture does not mean we aren't participating in Pride. For some of us, Pride is a serious month, and hastily organized team photos are more of an insult to the legacy of Pride than a celebration of it. I hope you have a lovely day, and happy Pride. Damn. Just like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> you fucking dumb, dumb bitch. Just like, she's, dude, she's like done trainings that are like racist, where she does racist voices and shit. She's <laughs> just like, yeah, she's this fucking like absurd person that everyone tolerates because she's happy and upbeat and old, and it's like, oh. yeah, but she's a fucking Dits, so she sucks she? dick at her job. So I, that was just a happy Pride Month moment for me. And then like everybody in the group chat was like, "Happy Pride!" And I sent like an article. I was like, "Happy Pride!" And it was just like fifty years of queer insurgency. <laughs> and it was just like, if you're gonna read about and be all happy like Pride shit, like fucking read about what Pride is about. Like it's not these like. Because here's the thing: they gave out all these rainbow flags, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, at least a hundred rainbow flags dispersed throughout the office, if not more, and. I know for a fact at the end of the month, people are just going to throw them away. Yeah. People aren't going to keep, if you're not gay, you're not keeping your pride flag up around if you're all gay, month. It's kind of annoying to figure out what to do with these stupid flags. All yeah. The time. But then it's just like, now you're just fucking making me watch these fucking straight people throw away <laughs> rainbow flags. And now it's just yep. going to be garbage somewhere. Like that's so <laughs> Wasting fucked up, more man. Of the Earth's resources for yeah. tagging nonsense for the stupid picture. Yeah. And it's like, I hate shit like that. Like, fuck, com- like, company pride, like, pisses me off. Like, when it's like, if you're going to try and do a pride celebration at work, if you really want to do something for pride, give me, like, six extra hours of PTO and let me take a short day. You know, like, give me a, <laughs> give me a half day off. Go have like, some gay sex. Like, yeah, like, I don't want a fucking rainbow cupcake. That's so mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Like, none of that, none of that matters at about- all. How about for Pride, they let you do a gay comedy show? <laughs> and, then, and then I could lose my job. Yeah, and then you finally get fired. <laughs> I'm still mad about the cupcakes. God, does anyone even like cupcakes anymore? They're so bad for you. No one makes good cupcakes. No makes you make good these ones, fucking right? shitty, dry, over-icing, oh, like over-bad icing, Ugh. too. Like, you can put a lot of good icing on a cupcake if you can make it work proportionately, but, but like... Fucking it's disgusting. Even like some of the famous cupcake places are awful, truly awful. They just have interesting. Anyway, but no one even likes them anymore. Why is that? I guess it's because it's cheap. Well, it's, okay. exactly. It's the cheapest thing they possibly could have yeah. done for y'all. Okay, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit. Hey, y'all. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or are new to the podcast, you probably have a lot of thoughts about what we're saying or just us in general, and we would love to hear them. So you should head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and then write a nice review about us. Uh, Like this one listener did. They said, the dialogue may be crass, but it digs for the embarrassing sameness and messy experience we all share and needing a way to identify ourselves. As insightful as it is difficult to sit all the way through, like waiting for a new lover to find your sweet spot. When they get there, they get there. Wonderful. Give us more like that. I don't really have anything in particular to say about this, except, you know, just sharing the thought and experience of like, you know, today definitely is one of those like PMSE days for me uh-huh. where it's like something about, you know, me increasing my like hormone levels, like increasing the estradiol that I'm taking and the way the earth's spinning and whatever else is happening right now. Like my Estradiol? 
Yeah, it's I've the... always said it a stradial in my head when I've read your <laughs> bottle. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a Harry Potter like spell. Stradial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what your pills are. <laughs> a spell. Make you a woman. It really kind of are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> it's the spell you cast on somebody when you want them to change genders, but very slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, the spell that helped me with uh, some of my really bad mental health issues as a young adult was um, Risperdal. So now that feels like, now that I think about it, like a lot of these things, are, are they supposed to sound like spells? I'm, I don't know. Who knows? It's kind of tight. I could get into that, mm-hmm. but finally, today, finally approving of something pharmaceutical companies are yeah. doing. I don't know. Today's just one of those days where I'm like, my tits have just been sore all day. Like they're just so sore and my stomach feels weird and I need as many pickles as I can get in my body and like salty things. Well, like, thank God for my wife. Yeah. My future second ex-wife. <laughs> I know I might eat a few more of those pickles once they cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's th- it's funny. So I saw this thing, this meme today. That was a picture of a hamburger mm-hmm. and the top half of the hamburger uh, is just like pickles. stacks of pickles. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, I like <laughs> I post, I was like, this is some primo trans girl shit right here. Mm-hmm. And it's it made me think about it's a bunch of chopped up, chopped up. What's well, a bunch of pickles? Dick? No, oh. P- so tra- trans girls like pickles. Yeah, so this what? is a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, let me explain this. So trans girls love pickles by and large. Love pickles. It's he- not a thing. Yes, it is. Because so here's the thing that I've really come to love. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about actually was memes and like how I've my relationship to them has changed a lot. So this is a perfect example of mm-hmm. it. Um, trans girls do love pickles. Okay. It's because the the spironolactone that we take oh. to lower our testosterone, mm. and spironolactone acts as a testosterone blocker, uh, causes you to have a sodium deficiency in a lot of ways, right? Mm. You need to ingest more sodium. And so that's why like, there's lots of memes about trans girls needing eating pickles, loving pickles, okay. lo- loving salty things, needing to get as so much salt dick in, in it. Dick in, dick out, I always yeah, say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I saw that and it just like made me kind of happy like seeing it and I posted it and had like a fun exchange with my, uh, with Tammy, yeah. you know, where she was just, I was like, <laughs> she was like, I was like, give me that sodium. And uh, she was like, oh yeah, bust a sodium nut in my mouth, daddy. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, fill me with your sodium cum. Or I like, <laughs> yes. I love shit like that. And I really I really had a moment with it because I my relationship to memes has changed over time. At first I thought they were just like a funny thing that like I could laugh at that was returning Facebook to kind of what I enjoyed originally, which yeah. was just like silliness, right? Mm-hmm. Just silly pictures, at least how I used Facebook originally. But as I've like thought about it more, it's like I really like owe my love of my own identity as like a trans woman to memes hmm. because before I I didn't really feel connected to the community of trans girls at large. Yeah. I felt very disconnected. I felt, yeah, I felt very disconnected from them. Not really like part of that world. Like they were all into a thing or doing a thing that I wasn't doing. And then I started finding these like trans girl meme pages where, you know, these people are posting these memes. They're just nailing the experience that I'm having also. Mm-hmm. And it was so, it really like helped me like understand 
my experience in a different way, right? It helped me like uh, enjoy the things that were happening to me. Not that I wasn't enjoying them, but to me, before they were just a thing that was happening to me and I didn't know that this was happening to other people as well. And then once I see it, like, you know, kind of like joked at and like laughed at in like a fun, positive way, it became a thing that like when I felt it happening to me, whatever it is, I suddenly got that joy, that same kind of vicarious joy as when I read that meme and realized it, right? That mm-hmm. carries throughout. Like, you know, the fact that like lots of trans girls are cat girls, lots of trans girls like mm-hmm. wear thigh high stockings, like lots of like, there's just like a, and this is a specific type of trans <laughs> girl, right? We're talking like the nerdier fucking like trans girls. There's of course, you know, a wide gamut of people, but the, the, type of trans girl I fall in with mm-hmm. there's a whole meme culture surrounding and it's beautiful it's so much fucking fun to like get into I don't know it's weird to have that happen with like a thing that you usually I mean, at least for me I wouldn't give a shit about you know like I think memes are smart in like their ability to like odd, to be oddly poetic to have to you have to have like some sort of weird sociocultural knowledge about the things involved in it and the aesthetic of it and how it says a lot with both image and word and the juxtaposition of things right i think that's a really interesting space but at the same time i still never thought of them more as just like fun kind of clever things right i didn't Mm -hmm. really ever think about how they made me feel better as a person in a lot of ways you know what I'm thinking about? Like when we say memes, this colloquial way of using that word memes for these sorts of like, they're really just like kind of very short comic books or graphic novels, you know, like, um, I don't know if you ever read like Archie books. Some of the storylines are longer and then some of them, some of them are longer, like one to three panels. Yeah. You know, that's interesting because like memes originally, like that word is supposed to just mean literally anything that humans can replicate from each other, any kind of idea at all could be yeah, called a meme. rapid reification and replication of right. an idea. Right, so like, but this colloquial meaning of like little shareable internet <coughs> thingies, like they're really just tiny little comic strips. No, it's a meme. A comic strip is different than a meme, I think. But how, what, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's the kind of, the kind of meme that you're talking about tends to be one, one or two, three little, uh, you know, either one panel or a two to three panel type thing, right? But it's not the With, same image over and over again. It's just the same idea. It's more of like an aesthetic that's being replicated now, right? No, but I mean, each each time it's replicated, it's either one picture with one caption or two or three like little pictures, just like a, yeah. just like a little comic strip. Yeah, I do think... I do think it'd be fair to say that like memes like that have taken the place of like comic strips that everybody used to love reading. Like, oh, I I like reading this one. Yeah. What meme account do you follow? Yeah. You know, that's exactly it. It's 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 our comic strips. You know, the other thing that it really did for me is at least with like trans girl memes is that like it let me in. It let me know that certain things that were happening to me were also happening to other people that were super niche, right? Like, and and it. It also helped create positive stereotypes that I enjoy indulging in now, mm-hmm. right? And that's so nice because that was the thing I really was missing for a while, transitioning from being a gay boy, really, you know, mm. to being trans. Is that like I, I liked having that kishy community. I liked having and indulging in like the stereotypes of being a gay boy in a lot of ways. Like that was a fun 
healthy thing for me to be part of that community. Mm-hmm. And when I transitioned, I felt like I lost a lot of that. One, because I I don't think for a while there was as defined a uh, trans girl community. I think that's really popped off in the last several years, right? Yeah. But it, yeah, and just like, too, I didn't know what that looked like or where to look for it. And like meme accounts like showed me like the showed me the stereotypes of trans girls that I got to pick which ones I identified with, right? Yeah. That's funny. Beautiful. So just a little... I should look through memes more. I do memeology. Like, I like comic strips. Okay, I, I'm curious about this because I this... I just came up today. <coughs> you know, I post pictures of songs I listen to mm-hmm. and like things that come up like shit like that. I don't know. I just enjoy it. It's my nerdy thing. I like posting thoughts about music. So, uh, fuck me pumps by Amy Winehouse came on and I posted it and I was like, I'm a queer girl. So it's more of a fuck me flats type of situation. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you're going to get railed for two hours, you need to be stable. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that was my thing. And then, uh, my friend hit me up and he was like, I don't know those, you can't walk in those bed heels are pretty great. Like meaning those high heels that you wear in bed that it's like, mm. you clearly couldn't walk in those, but yeah. you just wear them in bed. It's like, those are pretty great. And I, I was like, you know what? Like, I never like told anybody this or talked about it, but it's like, I don't like shoes in bed. Oh, I I don't sure. I don't like high heels on. I don't I don't like watching people get fucked in shoes. Yeah, I don't. I'd never thought about or articulated that before. Get your bed dirty. No, anywhere. <laughs> like you know, you'll always see people like if they're getting fucked on top of a table, they'll have like high heels on. And be yeah, up in the air. yeah. And I'm like take your shoes off. Like, why, why can't you just take, it takes me out of it for some reason. And it like actively turns me off. And if it, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. But do you like high heels? Like, do you have, because there, it's clearly enough of a thing that people think is sexy, right? That it's in a lot of porn, right? Yes. So is that a thing you've ever been into? I, like where you're like, yeah, fucking, Oh, look at those heels on her. Like I think about that initially, but that quickly it's like, well, we should get those off of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think like most things, my taste is kind of like in the middle about this because I can appreciate some amount of heel sometimes on, in some, some types of shoes. Like, and, you know, it's going to accentuate your calves and it can be nice for the woman to get to be a little taller um, and you can play with dynamics that way. And that's fun. But standing once up you and get, initially is fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying even even just um, when we're standing around and walking and stuff, once it gets past a certain point, it's an active turnoff for me, like like really high heels that's supposed to be impressive or hotter or something. And it's just like I get like that's gross. That kind of hyper femininity. It just looks like. You know, that red lipstick trying too hard to... I mean, for me, it's like, I can appreciate it as a look where I'm like, if you like wear some like fucking bitch in heels. some crazy fashion shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, you fucking are working those heels, but it's not sexy to not me. Not sexy. Yeah. Right? There you go. Not sexy. But that's so fascinating to me that it, that it's there's a sexy element to it for so many people. I think a lot of people have a mild foot fetish and don't really know mm, it. Yeah, you know, like the fact that you're so in that so many people are into those types of heels being on, and it's like a it's like definitive sex symbol has to mean that there is like some large mass foot fetishy shit going on. 
Because, like, you know, you can see, like, with heels added to the end of a lot of different porn videos. Well, you know. Or titles. Like, you know, like, fucked on table with heels, fucked in blank, blank, and high heels, right? It's like a, it's like a thing a lot of people like. Well, I think the neuroscience people are pretty sure that they're, it's because that there's this part of your brain where the foot part is right next to the genital part. And yeah, so yeah. there's some crossover. Yeah, I'm aware of that. So I, I do I, think we're all on kind of a spectrum, probably, of foot right? fetishiness. Yeah. yeah. But I just th- wish... I don't know why I wish people would like just acknowledge it openly more, mm-hmm. but it's just like, well, it's cause you want people to admit they're kinky in general. Yeah. And that's one of those areas where like, yeah, people keep trying to divide themselves into kinky or vanilla, but like we're all kind of kinky, right? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it just pinged to my brain because it's one of those moments where, you know, people are always like, is there anything you're not into? I'm like, actually, yeah, I fu- take your fucking shoes off if we're going to have sex. Like I don't, yeah, don't I don't want to like be distracted that. by your shoes. No, you're going to, uh, what, you're going to wrap your heels around me or some mm. shit. And like, then you're, but I mean, I'm going to hit your heels on my back and like, or they could step on me. I don't, I'm not into that. Oh, now that I'm thinking about it, I bet if the girl left on some of those boots she wears, it probably would be hot if they were like, yeah. Yeah. If I guess I could find like a footwear that fits more of a look I'm into. Okay. Cause it's the kind where you are lifting up her skirt or something so that like she's still wearing her boots cause she, mm. she's still dressed like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I could, but it's not that I'm even into the, I mean, it's just the whole look, the whole vibe is like, it's part of the outfit. You're not kicking off your shoes when you're getting fucked up against the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe but I'll just you're like, the footwear up. Yeah, maybe it's like if, like maybe because if you're on a pool table, you want them to get their shoes off. So maybe it depends on the angle, the degree. If you're like past a ninety degree, you know, or you know, what is that? One hundred and twenty before I don't you know need what to you're take. Talking your, about? Oh, okay. So like, if you're in bed, you should definitely have your shoes off, right? Oh, how far? How up far? You're if you're standing? on a pool table, you're saying you also should have your shoes off. No. So I'm saying, if you're bent over a pool table. Earlier you said like people having sex on a pool table. You're like, why don't no, you just, just no? I sit on any table. Uh, okay, well, like, you, like I mean, there's a lot of like we're in the kitchen and you lay them down on the counter and they've got yeah. their, they take all of their clothes off but their high heels. It's like right. take your fucking shoes off too. That's what I'm talking about. Right. If you're on your back, if you're standing, I don't have an issue with it. Right. Because so yeah, I'm we're standing. What, I'm wondering what degree it is before you need to take your shoes off. If your feet aren't supporting you, you shouldn't be wearing shoes. Okay, if your feet aren't supporting you. <laughs> All right, there it is. The definitive answer. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, that was the thought. <laughs> but if your feet aren't supporting you because now you've wrapped them around your lover's torso, but you're still against That's the wall. That's what I'm saying. I don't want your like dirty heels on my back. And by heel, I mean like physical heel. Like I don't want a shoed yeah. back of your foot touching me. That's not sexy to me. So you don't want, you wouldn't want the person to wrap their shoed feet around your waist. Mm-mm. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure I'd be fine with that. Just for any listeners. <laughs> yeah. It just, um, it would just annoy me. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Oh, do you have a fetish? Because I have a thing that I don't know if it's a fetish, but I just read about, well, I didn't even read about it. I read about, I read a headline about it and it seemed interesting. Um, well. And like, it's definitely a fetishy thing. Someday I want us to do a fetish of 
other animal species um, having missionary position sex, <laughs> but that's just liking watching animals fuck. That's no missionary position. You never see that. Yeah, you do all the time. When there's so much like animated like furry porn and oh, like animal porn. I guess porn I've never thought about. I mean, that like, like in you see like tons. Oh, like in nature, I want to see real animals. Okay. Missionary position. Huh. Yeah. This comic in Atlanta, Andrew Wright, had a joke about that, like how weird it would be to watch two dogs having missionary. And I was like, oh my God. I don't think gotta, it's got to happen every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I think I've, well, I don't know if I've actually seen anything in missionary now that I'm thinking yeah, about it. Yeah. Like, right? Huh. Anyway, we should do some research. Yeah. And get back to that one. <laughs> What's your fetish? Um, wanting a celebrity to kill you. There's like apparently a huge, this was like a New York Times or some shit like article about like how, uh, yeah, there's like a large online community of people who just really try and get like want celebrities to kill them. Like they, like they're not like murdery celebrities, but just like someone wants Jennifer Aniston to be. I don't know much more beyond that. And they're like, here, like you get to kill a person without feeling guilt because I want it to happen. You get to experience killing someone. It would just be cool. Like just. Please kill me. Our gift to each other. Yeah. Like we would both mutually benefit out of. Yeah. Like that almost does kind of feel right to me. Yeah. If someone's I mean, going to kill themselves anyway, like they're super depressed or something. It's like but a make a wish foundation yeah. for like sad people. Like, come on. I'm going like, to kill myself let, anyway. Let your, if, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself anyway. We might as well get some celebrities involved in it. Let me like have these a celebrities good can be seen goodbye. as nice, empathetic people who are doing a service by helping these like transition people out. To the yeah. Transition. Not being alive. Yeah. <laughs> to the not being aliveness. <laughs> but, um, but, it, and maybe you meet Jennifer Aniston and then you don't kill yourself. You know, maybe that'll happen. What's the worst case scenario here? I don't know. I think you like probably sign like at the sign. You have it. Like, She's like, I'm not if, flying out if you're not killing. Yourself. Yeah, like if you're. Gonna I'm a fuck, busy woman. I'm not gonna show up just for you to bitch out. You I'm know, I'm not gonna show up just to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't because otherwise people will abuse the system and just yeah. say they're gonna kill themselves. Exactly. So if you don't do it, you kind of ruin it for everyone else. Don't so, spoil this for the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, no one will ever get a celebrity Kevorkian if you some sort of like live stream function where like you know you we can, all get to watch you Jennifer know Aniston you, kill you have to pay time. to watch the live stream, but the profits <laughs> yeah. go to the help like the suicide prevention hotline there you or go. something. You know, <laughs> train those people better. <laughs> I know my like youngest sister was like gonna like try and intern for a, a thing like that. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I wonder if I would. What my kill death ratio? I wonder, like, (laughs) I'm just like, how quickly would you get screened out? I don't think you would. I think it'll take just about anybody. Yeah, yeah, your kill death ratio. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Someone overhears you at a bar. It's like, oh man, my KD is ratio is real fucked up right now. Like, oh, what game are you playing? (laughs) Just working a suicide prevention hotline. Dude, that would be so great. I was thinking uh, yesterday about being a politician too, just running for one of those offices that like aren't really contested. I like talking to people and like getting their ideas and you know trying to make the world a better place. And so, you want to be a politician to do that? Well, it just Word. seems interesting. Okay, it just seems interesting. Like, what if I? Lots of things are interesting. <laughs> I mean, fine. Go for it. Be a politician. Live your dream. 
good luck getting elected with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I'm just going to be honest. I think that people are ready for that kind of thing. And one of these contests where like no one even cares that much. Like what? I don't know anything about it yet. I have a lot of research to do. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. What if you, I don't know, that would be interesting like, cause you know, like the Make-A-Wish Foundation, like politicians, I guess, could be involved in that, uh-huh. right? Like, but it's like in the Make a Make a Death, death Wish, <laughs> Make a Death Wish Foundation. Uh-huh. Uh, politicians' stance on it would be interesting. Where it's like, I do participate. <laughs> in yeah. It. Like, oh I've yeah, been... I've killed six or seven people, six <laughs> or seven fans. <laughs> honored. <laughs> Each and every they time, they promised they were going to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that moment we. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they all had different ways they requested of being killed. I carried out all their wishes. It's pretty funny. You ever shot someone in the back of the head? My word, I'm going to follow through with the thing I signed up to do. And if serving my country means murdering my fans, then so be it. One of their legs off and then their arms off and then their tongue off. That's what they asked for. I don't know if I the death wish. Some uh, poor soul. Anyway, I don't know. I just think it's wild because you can you imagine being a celebrity? Because it's not, so this can't happen now in our fictional world, it does, but now it's not happening. Yeah. But people are still of. getting fucking messages about it. Like people are still so, like being berated, like please kill me. I would love like, it can if you, you would kill me. What I are the examples of the celebrities? I don't fucking know because I didn't <laughs> read the articles. Oh, damn it. But it's a big enough thing. It has enough of a following. There are enough blogs about it and Twitter pages about it and Instagrams about it. I'm sure that like an article just, was warranted. And it's wild to me because like even if it's like even if there's nothing sexual about it, there's definitely some sort of like fetishistic or like a trend happening here. Right. I just need to know. Like there's this like, like, you know, like celebrities are like fetishized objects. There's this weird kind of like, yeah. Mixture of like snuff and celebrity in a weird way as to like really fetishizable or death and celebrity even as really fetishizable, like people in like states of being. It's fucking wild. (laughs) Like, what Dude, does that how, say about our fucking culture? How would you, know? you feel if someone wanted you to kill them? Oh, man. I mean, I would, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I don't think I would do it. I, <laughs> I mean, couldn't even kill I that chicken. <laughs> I can make Katie kill that chicken. <laughs> I can kill All that chicken. All I had chicken. to do was slice a throat through a bucket. But yeah, it's fine. It's I know. Easy. I was just afraid I was going to mess it up and the poor chicken would suffer and I would be so embarrassed. It would be but spraying yeah, blood everywhere. I don't think I could have it on my... Like, you know, when we were talking about the assassination fetish, I was like... I think I I would have to really consider like joining like some sort of government organization. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. That's some pretty like high fantastical shit. Mm-hmm. But over here in this like a fan just asked me to kill them. It's like, <laughs> dude, no. no. I I don't have like like unless I have like the government brainwash empathy out of me. <laughs> yeah, I can't <laughs> fucking I can't like look at somebody <laughs> and in their life. That's just not a thing nope, I have nope, in me. Nope. Nope. We it were would, not I raised. know it would fuck me up. <laughs> Up. It would fuck me up so so deeply. Oh, I know. It's the thing. I don't think I could, the rest of my life I would I would be a different person. I don't yeah. know what that would look like. Yeah, we were we were not raised to be killers. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but I mean, it's kind of hot. Like, if you were the kind of person who could do that, 
I could see that it would be. I'm not saying I, I don't know, suck hot. Your dick, you know, <laughs> just, or yeah. whatever you got. Just like if you're yeah, one of those you celebrities who's like killed five or six people, it makes it hotter. If Hugh I'm fucking Jackman going, turns yeah. out it's just like, oh sure. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's how it's like. Oh, you've killed Love your fans. Killing people. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I got fans to spare. <laughs> sure thing, buddy. <laughs> Got a line in the backyard. You want to kill one? They said you can do it for me if you want. They just want me to be there. (laughs) No, Hugh. No, I don't want that. I can't believe I just sucked your dick. (laughs) Free murder. Uh, Well, that would be a free country, but alas, don't think we live in one of those. This would be a really good anime. There you go. You know. And then, like, you know, in a celebrity, it's, like, a, a set in a celebrity-obsessed culture. And then, mm-hmm. like, there's even, like, this kind of caste system where, like, D-level celebrities will do it for free and try and gain people more popularity by doing Grande. it wild. You got to pay for it because there's a line. There's a queue at this point since so uh-huh. many people are down to do <laughs> it. Yeah. And so the top-tier people who can afford it, like, pay to get to the front of the line, right? So uh-huh. some people go to D-celebrities and... Yeah. <laughs> when I was just thinking about like people wanting it to be something like where Ariana Grande gets them addicted to heroin and then they die, <laughs> you know, like it's like lavish death. <laughs> yeah, with lavish death, like really expensive, high end celebrity murder. You come in and like, <laughs> yeah, you things. they like forcefully OD you at this like badass party they're throwing for <laughs> you. It's just like hire a sniper. I mean, I would love. Okay, if it's if it's like getting to that level where it's like you can construct a whole scenario designer where it's like, yeah, deaths. yeah. designer deaths. Mm, great company TM. name, TM. Right now, designer deaths. It's not legal yet, but when it is, boy, will we have an edge. I mean, because I've thought about shit like that where it's like, okay, like if I like had to die some way like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to like die James like bond killed you <laughs> or i was thinking like you know yeah like you were saying like here like if i was doing heroin with Jimi hendrix yeah, oh yeah cool down for that death it's like i don't want to die doing heroin alone <laughs> you know like by myself but i would like to do like in that setting if i could so if i could have that type of celebrity today where i got to pick how i died <laughs> and like yeah. set it up It'd be I fucking think I'd have sick. Louis C.K. crucify me just to fuck with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> she told me to do it. <laughs> I can't not do it. It's the right thing to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we have fun. Uh... Who do you want to murder you today? If it's today. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. That's hard. Uh, I feel like this answer would change all the time. Yeah, but you're Louis C- being crucified <laughs> by Louis C.K. is pretty fucking <laughs> brilliant. That's fucking wonderful. <laughs> My little art piece. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I See think if maybe Donald Trump I, has it in him to no, kill someone. No, I think maybe I'd like Bjork to eat me. Bjork, yeah, she eats. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be in the middle of the of MoMA first floor and just the big open and she just eats you. Yeah, either that or I'd like Les Claypool to kill me and chop me up and use me as fish bait. I don't I don't really have anything as like truly poetic as <laughs> yours. Well, just think about it. I'm just trying to think about people who I would like to kill me and it was like, yeah, Bjork and Les Claypool I think would be good at it. I don't think Les Claypool think, would do it I though. I think Bjork might eat you. I mean, that she's pretty cool. Yeah. She can make some music video. <laughs> I mean, 
Hopefully. <laughs> no time. Anyway, it should be legal, whether people are paying for it or just like <laughs> asking them to do it. And if they read your letter and they decide they're inspired by the death that you're asking for, then they'll do it. And they can always decline, but yeah, in a truly free world. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big ass lives, their big ass experiences, and their big asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast.